Hey, welcome to The Verified Christian, where real Christians try to live a verified Christian life. Welcome in to The Verified Christian Podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming back in and giving us another listen. Today we're continuing on in our study about Christian growth, how we can live verified by growing. And we left off with our third point being food, but let's pick back up about exercise because just like any good muscle that you want to grow, Casey, you want to start exercising it. You want to tear those fibers and let that muscle grow. That's exactly right. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote to the young preacher Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 7, he says to exercise yourself unto godliness. And I think it's it's important for us to realize that Paul wasn't only speaking to Timothy there. Uh, this was something that was going to be read by many others. Um, Paul, inspired by God, wrote this to Timothy. We have this in this epistle that we can read and we can learn from it today. So we learn from this that to live a good, verified Christian life, we should be exercising, we should be growing, and we should be gaining strength. Well, we should be applying the things that we're learning. That's the only thing, only way we're going to get better as a Christian. Just as if I'm in the gym and I'm wanting to work out biceps or triceps or traps, I'm doing the exercise necessary to cause those muscles to grow. And the same thing even if you're at a job, you start a new job, you're, you're there the first couple months, you don't understand it. You know, you have somebody that helps you, you're, you're in training. Eventually, you graduate from training by doing that work or whatever job you have, and you get better at it. It's the same thing as a Christian. I put these things into action, and I get better at it. That's exactly right. You know, well, you, you bring up the idea of a job. I think about this, you know, if I love my job, even though I may not be good at my job, the more I love my job, the more I'm going to try to get better at my job. Mm, You know, anytime I love something, I'm going to try that much harder to do better and grow and strengthen in in relation to whatever that is. And isn't that kind of what Paul was getting at when he wrote to the churches of Galatia in Galatians 5 in verse 6, when he told them that it wasn't by well, what do you say? It wasn't by circumcision or or anything like that. It's faith working it's, through love. It's exactly right. It's our faith that works through love. It's if, not through because we have to. It's that's right. It's love that does the motivating factor behind it. That's exactly right. And it goes back to even what Jesus said in John 14 and verse 15. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You'll keep my commandments. Now, on that same note, I think it's important to note there that, that Jesus wasn't trying to guilt trip anyone. He wasn't trying to say, well, you know, if you really loved me, if you really loved me, Matthew, you'd keep my commandments. I don't think that's what Jesus was saying there. I think Jesus was trying to help his disciples understand that it is with whatever measure they love, that is the measure with which they will be obedient. And so when Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You know, if we truly love Christ, then we will put off our old man of sin And we will strive to do his will, just as we talked about having freedom from sin uh, as we come to Christ and and we become Christians through that new birth. Right. Briefly, I was studying to be a personal trainer, and I remember in in the book it talked about how there's a a muscle-to-mind connection. 
the, the more you exercise, the more you uh, work out, they're, they're com- you become better at it. And you're able to extend that muscle and cause it to even get more stimulation. The thing is, is that repetition is the mother of skill. If I put the Christian life in action every day, I exercise the Christian life every day, I'm going to get better at it. Now, is there going to be bumps in the road? Certainly. Absolutely. But I will get better. I will continue to grow and continue to press onward, as Paul talked about in his writings. That's exactly right. You know, some people might say, Casey or Matthew, you know, that that's fine for you, but I have I I really really struggle. I struggle hard growing. I I I can't. I try to exercise, but I just don't see any gain. I don't really see. I pray all the time, and it's like God never hears. It, it, it's it's like I'm talking to myself, and I'm trying to grow, but I don't see growth. And so we will get to maybe next. Maybe next week we'll, we may talk about uh, you know some some of the um, evidences of growth, but you know I think about that when somebody says you know I just don't see it. I often wonder if they're trying to grow on their own, mm. you know, because we can't grow on our own. We have to allow God to assist us in our growth. You know, we are workers together with God, and as we strive uh, to work. And, and to work out and to to get stronger, you know, we we have to rely upon God, and, and that's isn't that what Paul talked about in Second Corinthians six and verse one? He said, "We then are workers together with Him, and we beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain." And so there, Paul saying that that we work with God, and, and remember, God requires us to grow. And he wants us to exercise spiritually so that we get stronger. So why wouldn't God help us grow? Right. We learn by doing. And just as a baby learns to walk, he he does it. And it's like we said, the repetition is the mother of skill. Eventually, I'm going to learn how to do those things effortlessly. That's right. You know, I think about that too. You know, uh, you know last episode, we talked about your nephew, uh, that sweet baby, you know, He's going to walk. Is he walking? He's not walking yet. He's new. He's, he's newborn, newborn, baby. He's like three months old now. Yeah. And so eventually, though, he's going to learn to walk. And he's going to learn to walk not because mama is going to teach him how to walk. He's going to learn to walk by walking. Yeah. Right? And he's going to learn to talk by talking. And so sometimes there are things that we have to do to get better at. You know, we learn to pray by praying. And as a matter of fact, one of the things that we can do to help us strengthen our spiritual lives as we study and as we grow, as we exercise uh, our spiritual well-being, you know, one yeah. of the things that we can do is to pray. Mm-hmm. And, and like we said a moment ago, is relying on God to help us grow. Right. And also you think about the... I think it's like the first or second law of thermodynamics. A body in motion tends to stay in motion. That's right. But a body at rest tends to stay at rest. That's right. Inactivity causes weakness. You know, if you take like three weeks off from the gym, you notice that first week or that first day back, you're like, You're Man, super sore. Super sore. <laughs> you're weak. But it's a constant action. It's a constant effort to live the Christian life. It's the only way we're going to grow. It's the only way... 
by by being able to grow is putting our faith in action. That's exactly right. You know, and I want to notice, I want to emphasize there, you said faith in action. We have to have our faith engaged in action. It has to be doing something. And that that's also what the half-brother of Jesus wrote. James wrote in James chapter 2, um, he said, faith, if it has not works, it's dead being alone by itself. James 2, 17. And I think it's there in verse 18 where he says, if a man say that I have faith and and um, or you say that you have faith and I have works, um, he says, show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. I think I just totally messed that up. It's okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, the, I think you understand what I'm saying is there James is saying that if a man says you have you have faith and I have works, can you show me your faith without your works? And then he says, I will show you my faith by my works. Mm-hmm. And so we understand that that then it's more faith, than just talking about yeah, it. it's more than just talking about living a Christian life or being a verified Christian. We have to do something to verify our Christianity. Yeah, right. It's that old saying, you know, don't just say it, do it. That's Show right. me. Actions speak louder than words is basically what that's talking about. And that's exactly right when it comes to being um, a, a verified Christian living and growing. So we talked about that, but also what about our environment? What about growing? How does that help us grow in our environment and our climate? Well, you know, 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three, uh, Paul wrote there and he said, be be aware, don't be deceived. Evil companionships corrupt good morals. And so the people that we we spend most of our time with, if they're people of like precious faith, it's going to be easier for us to be strengthened by one another. Yeah, and, I think some of my Archibald friends are like this because I I talked about this a lot in my sermons, but my dad used to say growing up, son, you hang around drips, you become a drop. <laughs> I and love so that. It, it, and it's true. <laughs> I mean, it, the Proverbs tells us that, you know, evil companions do grow up good morals. That's right. And there's the, the same adage of, you know, hey, if you hang around garbage, you're going to get the stench on you. Yeah. You know, it's... it's um, it's that same, and there's probably some other adages like that probably aren't as nice and <laughs> you know as as clean, but and it makes sense. I mean, it it's proven that you know you hang around people, you become most likely like them people. It's almost inevitable. You see people that maybe surround themselves with successful people. Eventually, they're going to rub off on you, and you're going to want to be successful. Yeah, you're going to begin to see more success That's in your exactly. life. Exactly. So. That's exactly right. You know, our environment is so vital to our success. I think of climate, too, because in Brother Brownlow's book, uh, Some Do's and Don'ts for the Christian, he talks about the difference between climate and environment. You know, our climate, uh, we live in Louisiana. We're, we're here in Louisiana. It's hot. It was like 104 degrees today. My grass sounds like potato chips. Yeah, it, it is crunchy. Um <laughs> Which is nice. I, mean, I ain't got a mow. Right. You know? <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, it, it, it certainly doesn't look as appealing to drive by a brown lawn. But, um, you know, our climate can dictate some of the things that we do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to to just, uh, I'd love to get out and just enjoy uh, uh, just, just a nice afternoon walk. 
Um, but I'm not going to do that at 104 degree heat, you know. And so my climate is going to dictate some of the things that I do. The same is true with our environment, the, the things with which we surround ourselves, the people with whom we surround ourselves. You know, if I am surrounded by people who we may mention of those of like precious faith, but on the opposite side of that, if I surround myself with people who do not believe, they're non-believers, and they think that Christianity is just some made-up religion to make people feel better about death, then if I continue to be around that environment, that's going to begin to dictate some of the things I do and say. Right. Mike, in Matthew 14, verse 9, in that whole chapter, they're talking about how Herod was influenced by his environment. You know, his wife came to him and says, bring me the head of John the Baptist. That's right. And, you know, and if he hadn't have already promised her, she could have whatever she wanted. Right, right. You know, and, and the Bible says and it grieved him. It because grieved him. It violated his conscience, but he went through with it anyway. He he knew this was something he should not do. That's right. For the sake of his oath, Matthew wrote, Matthew 14 in verse 9 there, the king was grieved, but for the sake of his oaths, um, that, and, and for the sake of the oaths to those that sat at meat with him. So it wasn't just her, but he, he told everyone that he would do whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. And so he had to be a man of honesty. Yep, don't be a simp. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, we have to think about the influence of, of, of our companions, uh, whether that be our wives, our girlfriends, um, ladies, your, your, your boyfriend or your husband. Uh, we have to think about the people that we spend time with. And uh, we have to also think about this. Think about what uh, Paul wrote in First Corinthians 5. Um, you know, he, he said, don't you know that a little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump? A little you bit. Know, a little bit. You know, I, I remember my grandmother when she would roll out dough. And she would do it the old-fashioned way. She didn't always use the self-rising flour. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love self-rising flour. I can make biscuits myself. But, but oh, Grandma, yeah. she would take that and she would, just a, just a little pinch of mm-hmm. yeast would go a long way. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I actually have a funny story, and Casey might hurt me. Um, not Casey as our host, my wife, Casey. Um, I was refilling the dog bowl using our Brita and the splash from the dog bowl has leavened the whole lump. I had to dump the whole Brita out, wash it, and put new water in it because the the Brita was was leaveneth by the little uh, or the lump was leaveneth by the splash from the dog bowl back into the Brita. So yeah, well, dog water. So next time I come over, I need to make sure that. Uh, I don't get it out of the Brita, is that what you're saying? Well, she told me not to do that again, so I take the dog ball. This is a little funny thing for Uh, you guys. But, you know, we chuckle about things like that, but, you know, a little bit of nastiness, even though it spreads out, it's still, it's not a very good thing. And so if we don't want to be around that physically speaking, why would we want to be around that spiritually speaking? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, this makes me think about something else, not just our environment, but also, you know, we've been talking about growth and and another requirement to growth is time. You know, we talk about a baby, you talk about your nephew, that sweet, innocent newborn growing, and we as Christians should grow. Can share with us how time can be a requirement for growth. 
I think about when he, when he said that, I think about football teams. I love college football. Thank goodness we finally made it, y'all. Saturday's the first weekend. It takes time <laughs> for a coach to come in to implement his principles. It takes time for him to implement his offense or his defense or even a quarterback working with new wide receivers. It takes time to uh, perfect or get down the rhythm or uh, the plays to get them right. correctly. It takes time. So That's right. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought football up. I I love football. My son played junior high football since sixth grade, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. He's in the ninth grade now, and they're starting their their high school football season. And they had a scrimmage game. They did an excellent excellent job. And I was amazed at how much he has grown. His team has grown, and it's just taken time. Uh, time is so important. It's so valuable uh, for us to to be strengthened. Right, and it takes time to develop. That's right. You know, even even a newborn baby, a newborn baby isn't born full grown. And a coach isn't going to have you know accolades as like say Nick Saban has. It takes time. It takes trial and error to get to the point where okay, this is what I'm going to implement. This is how. I can be the most successful by my failures. You know, Michael Jordan talked about how that he learned more from his failures than he did from from his successes. Um, being cut from his high school basketball team, all these things uh, turned him into the goat that the young kids like to say. Uh, the greatest today. of all time. The greatest of all time. I now know time. what that means, by the way. What? See, I'm an old head. You said goat. I now know what that means. Oh, there you go. It means greatest of all time. There you go. So, Telling off on myself. So it takes time to do that. That's exactly right. So, you know, just like we know that, that a baby is not born full grown and it takes time to develop, the same is true with a Christian. And we've got to remember, friends, that we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. And even though we become a Christian and we have the old man of sin washed away, that doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes from here on out. And what about this? I mean, we get so overwhelmed. We think that, man, I'm not doing a good job as a Christian. Maybe we come out of the water and we fail and we beat ourselves up about it. It takes time, y'all. It, it does. Cut through the noise. That's right. Cut through the noise. Realize that it takes time. Be realistic. Understand that we're, we're going to fail. But the thing is, is y'all, we have the grace of God. I don't think we talk about that enough. That's exactly right. And you know, next week, we're actually going to talk about some evidences for growth. Because, you know, one, one thing that I get from a lot of my church members, they ask me, Brother Casey, you know, how do I know that I'm growing? I know a Christian's supposed to grow. I, I, know that, I know that I should be exercising spiritually. I should be studying more. And I do that, but I just don't see any growth in myself. So how can I know that I'm truly growing as a Christian? And that's a wonderful question. Absolutely. It's absolutely wonderful question. And I think every one of us need to ask ourselves that question. And I think we need to make certain that we approach that question honestly. Do right. you have anything to add to that? I don't, but I'm I'm very excited about this series and I look forward Same to our here. next our next episode. So we thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and we hope to catch you guys next time. You've been listening to the Verified Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Give us a rating or review 
and subscribe so you won't miss any content. If you have any questions, email the verified Christian at gmail.com. Thank you.